you get your flight, the first flight over, to be about 15 euro, and then coming back, say that it was a three o'clock kickoff, you'll get a seven o'clock flight, and it'll be about 350 quid. Yeah. Bastards, yeah. You know, yeah. they get you there. Yeah. You know you have to come home. You know you have to come yeah. home. You know what I mean? And then if you want to stay over, that'll be the last flight. So okay. then you're like, all right, I'll get the next flight out tomorrow morning, and be 40 quid, then your hotel's 200 but you, quid. But you know yeah. what you do? Say Liverpool are playing, flying somewhere else, Manchester. Fly, yeah, when I'm going over, I fly into Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. You fly into Birmingham and you get the train straight from the airport. You don't even have yeah. to step foot in Birmingham. Well, I've, done, I've done it twice before. We mentioned it on this podcast before. I was going over to Liverpool game and I flew into Manchester and it was only 80 quid for tickets over and back. Yeah. But to fly into Liverpool, 350 euro. Yeah. Mm. And somebody texts us saying, there's milches. I'm like, why wouldn't you save the fuel yeah. up? Nearly 300 Especially quid. on a flight that long, it's not even an hour. Yeah, why would you do it? Up and down, like up and down, yeah. Like flying, I went to Liverpool for the Liverpool Everton game there a couple of weeks ago. Twenty eight minutes or something on the flight. Mm. Twenty eight minutes to fly into Liverpool. Um, yeah. Why would you yeah. spend more money? You don't have to. It's not as if you're getting to enjoy the comfort. It's not as if you're going first class over. Mm. You're sitting in the same seat as everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I do it for the crack. Yeah, right. I go on flights and people go. Why you not book an extra seat for you and Caroline? Not the way you, you pay. I don't know ten or twenty, whatever it is. I go. Ah no, I love bunking in. I'd be, I'd be sitting up looking, there's no one beside Caroline, yeah. great, you know. <laughs> I'm coming home, there I was two weeks ago, and the flight was jammed, and there was one seat there at the window. And I said, grand, I get that right, Caroline, next to all a pilot came down and sat beside me, right? Co-pilot he was. He sat down after it took off, and he grew up to land it, or to be there with him. He was walking. He was walking. And I said to him, Jay, you're not getting many perks. He was an English lad. Don't get perks, he said. He got one bottle of water for the whole trip. Mm. That was it. But I, I was thinking, when you're booking a flight, right, I always ask for row 17. Why? Row 17 is the one with the emergency doors. Yeah. And there's loads of space. You can put your feet out like that, right? And they'll come down and they'll say to you, if we have an emergency, right, are you prepared to, you know, help open the open door the and all that? I go, yeah. Emergency time comes when we say, just follow me, I'll be forced down that top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's the best seat on it and you have to give your words, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're the best. Boys, come here. It's like, it's like, I sat beside a fella and his wife was up there beside Caroline. And I said to him, do you want to go up and see what your wife says? No, leave her. Yeah. <laughs> and he was only going on the holiday. Imagine what I was like coming home, for fuck's sake. Yeah, have you ever flown first class, Roddy? Never. Neither have I, yeah. Never. How much is first class tickets? Oh, it depends on who you're flying with, but they're, they're usually... Four or five times what you're paying for normal seats. Calvin, do you know what? It's not the money. I just, it wouldn't be for me. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I'd rather give someone a few quid yeah. to help someone out than pay on a stupid flight. Or even, like, I went to a hotel there recently, down in uh, Tipperary, right? And it was 390 for a night. And the meal for four of us was 680. No, I wasn't. I was a guest. We felt terrible. Mm. You know what I mean? Look, like, it's... How can I say it? 
It's not meanness. Don't get me wrong. It's not meanness. I've stayed in the best hotels in the world. New York, Vegas, London. But I go, as you said, it's only a bit. And the last one I went to in Tipperary, there was a young kid there, a young girl, running to open the door and lift my bags up. I hate all that, Roddy. I hate all hate that. It. And I said, love, will you stop? I'm well able to carry me and Caroline's bags in. I know, but I'll be in trouble if I don't do it. Well, who, who, who's going to give out to you? Tell him. Point him out to me. You know what I mean? And, all, and running to open the door and all and that. Call you sore and all. Sore yeah, and all that. Yeah. I'd rather be straight out and say, here's dope, be fucking hard and doubling <laughs> down. You know what I mean? Some people love that, I tell you, but you know yeah. that. Some people got a mad ego. Makes me like uncomfortable, that. uncomfortable, that does. Yeah, that yeah. makes yeah. me uncomfortable as well. Yeah. 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 Y
with Paul Howard and we were in this tent, the Leverty tent, Leverty I think it was called. But when we arrived, me and him was talking, a great crack and that. We arrived and we'd no wristbands. Yeah, same happens us. And we're at the walk of a miles. Yeah. So we're going, right, Paul, what's the crack? Oh, we have to go back because we're on the 20 minutes. We, I says, Paul, see that wall? We're going over it. But Paul's just pure. He wouldn't do anything. Prim and proper. Oh, yeah. prim and proper. He probably oh, pays no. on the lowest, does he? Oh, he probably <laughs> does, yeah. And so I said, well, Paul, I'm not going all the way back up there to go back around. So I seen a golf car. You know the golf cars? So said, come here. Fella pulled them over, you know. Yeah, what can I do with you? I said, um, Siobhan said you have to pick us up and bring us up to collect their yokes, right? And he goes, yeah, no problem. So I jump up on the back of the golf cart. Paul comes round and said, had someone contact you to collect us? The man says, no, your mate said it. Oh, I don't know if Siobhan, I think her name was, or Siobhan, your man, get off. So we had to jog around, right? Come back, got a golf cart then, just about made, the sweat was baiting on me, you know what I mean? And I looked at a wall from here to there. I said, Paul, I'll be just jump over that wall. But he wouldn't do it, you know? But we done that and it was great. Just sitting having the crack. And I had sunglasses and I forgot to take them off. <laughs> it was like Shane McGowan sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely forgotten. It was tires real cool and all. But I was wondering why it was so dull in the tent. You know what I mean? Put the but, yeah, but then I had to go into a news talk next door. Right? So I started a sing song. They just tore up the script. and let it off. Yeah. It was, a, it was a, a quiz. The next line. I have travelled through so many towns. Yeah. Carl's yeah. Christie. Yeah. I said, give me that mic. <laughs> and everyone joined him in 10 seconds. Yeah. About 400 And big um, Brian Fenton was there in Dublin. He was in the other team. So he sang an Oasis song. Then I sang Greg's. So they said, oh, here, forget it, bro. Just have a sing song. We had a sing song, bro, 45 minutes. Deadly, that is, yeah. Brilliant. And then when I got home, I got a call saying MCD, the promoters, loved it. So they wanted to go with Paul on the road. Lovely. That's so what, I is the, what is you and Paul doing? I swear to God, right? What we do is we sit down, Paul introduces me and we sit down like we're sitting down and he might pull a story out of the book. Or he might say, Rod, did you see what happened in town last week? And I keep breaking into singing because it's what I do, you know what I mean? I'm a brutal singer. Well, like, I was in a Kilkenny doing Kilonomics there and uh, they said, like, football, it was about football economy. They said, did you find it unusual to get sacked after winning a double? It's not unusual to people... <laughs> start singing so I got this thing so if someone said a word that was like a song I just asked you never was singing it was after a while you know but just a crack like what well, I done with yourselves up in Vicker Street and everywhere else sit down has a bit of shape but Paul is like a, a lion tamer with me right he's steady Eddie he has a script in his head I'm gone yeah. I'm fucking miles away and he just rains me back and get back in and kiss me <laughs> not being cancelled <laughs> yeah. he keeps the solicitors away because <laughs> he's a steady Eddie you know Come here, you didn't hang around then and let your picnic you didn't see any of the no, acts oh, no I'll tell you what I've done I've done that and then I've done the, the, the news talk one mm. right and then I scarped straight home Yeah, I left straight away I didn't not I was actually buried down, down, down no? today I'm going to go down for a weekend next year it was brilliant yeah I had a great time down there yeah uh, did you stay overnight yeah, we had a little van, a little converted van, just yeah. made the missus. But uh, what you were saying about bunking in, I bunked into like the proper artist arena. 
Yeah. I'll just blag my way in. I got in on the Saturday and then I blag my way in again on the Sunday. Yeah. And fucking Paolo Nettini and Kanye West were there. Now, they weren't there when I was there. Yeah. But uh, the night were, before. Kanye West and Paolo Nettini I just missed. But uh, yeah. I was in there and I was having a cup of coffee, having a chat with everybody in the Wolf Towns beside me pulling their own points. I was like, this is bloody mad, isn't it? Doesn't but like, you can have a proper shower and all in there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm, I'm rocking over and I'm dragging one of the boys with me every time. I was like, look, I, I promise you, if you come with me. And they're like, ah, it's too far. I goes, if you come with me, it's a proper shower. Yeah. Had a proper cup of coffee They had barbers and all down there It was bleeding great You know what I mean I bumped in years ago right The Oasis were playing in Parky Quiff And they are all around Stephen at the time And I had a goatee at the time as well right And I looked similar right <laughs> So I brought a fella Jody Mead with me And his kid And my two kids it was Anyway So when we arrived down We drove past Stephen He was on a he was, he was he had a Porsche at the time, he was a bit world champ, you know. And he was on his phone, said, everything all right, yeah, just making a few phone calls. So we got there first. So when we drove up, right, fell up there, Steve Collins letting me in, which was saying, no, keep your mouth shut. So we parked up and we walked down and everyone was coming over, the bodyguards are pushing everyone back and we giving it the big one, right? So we arrive <laughs> into the into the arena, I'm playing pool with Lenny Henry. No, Lenny Henry. Who was Lenny Henry? Ah, he's back in my day. He's a big black comedian. He's a very, very funny fella. But I got to play pill with him anyway. So we went down, and I am there, and everyone's coming out and shaking my hand and, you know, taking pictures and autographs and all sorts. Next of all, everything's great. Next of all, Steve introduced the prodigy on the stage. So everyone thinks you're there, you're supposed to be on the stage. <laughs> I said, ah, oh, Steve, I'm going, yeah, great, bang, bang, you know. Next of all, Steve introduced <laughs> the prodigy. The other one, who's your man? Get him, I wish long was, you know. But I was just, bunking in is an art. 100%. It's an art of being confident, yeah. ultra confident. Right, and I'm the best bunker in, our, in the world. I don't know, Roddy. Well, I, I, I could be in the top 10, say, right? Give you a rump of money. Yeah, I would say you would, mm. 100%. But see, Caroline, she's the worst bunker in her. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd walk up and, how are you, and point past someone and point to, you know, like, what's his name? The President of America that was sacked. What's his name? The big blondie fella. Him, he goes like that. And there's no one, there's no one even. Here he is, you know. So, likes to bunk in everywhere. And what happens? Carlin comes up behind me and goes, am I okay to go in as well? And here where are you? And here was he, get him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's an art, isn't it? Do you know what they call it? Social engineering. That's what they call it. I yeah. oh, think you grin anywhere where a smile and a hoive is. Yeah. That's all you need. Hoive you know is jacket? Yeah. I know. That's all. Right, you're in that. No, if you were a hoive, yeah, you did wave you through. You know, we're going to the I go in as if I owned the arena. Mm. I bumped into Tyson and Hollyfield in Vegas, right? Bunked in. Couldn't get a ticket for love and money. Bunked in. I bunked into the Oasis concert. Well, I didn't bunk. I could have. I blagged me when. I bunked into loads of nightclubs in London, you know? You bunked into a baseball game, did you not? When the yeah, boys got nicked? Yeah, I bunked into a baseball game in uh, California. Yeah. And uh, we were sitting in these seats. The game was supposed to be sold out, so people obviously didn't show up. And the seats were worth $200 a piece. And all the Americans around us, and we told them what happened, they thought it was fucking great. These Irish fellas had like bunking in. And one of the lads was like, yeah, and they're all cheered. And one of the lads had a can, he opened her up, yeah. But you're not little cans, you get the, you're bearing in a cup. Yeah. So the, even the steward was laughing at us. And when the steward just said, you had a can, he goes, did you bring that in with you? And he goes, yeah, we're not allowed. He says, no, nicked for having open beer. Nicked. Ow. Spent the night in Oakland jail. Yeah. Oakland jail, like, what, you know what I mean? Did you? So it was over an open can? Yeah, you're not allowed to have an open can, yeah. So that's what happened. He So he got nicked on, just put my head down, do you know what I mean? He's like, are you with him? I was like, who? <laughs> looking around I'm not going to bleed jail <laughs> you mad cunt yeah. but uh, I, brought, I bunked my brother into bleeding England and back 
we uh, we booked to go to the United match yeah. a couple of years ago. It was the opening game of the season was his birthday. I said, yeah, we'll bring you in. And obviously we booked the flights, got the tickets, everything was sorted. Yeah. Gets a phone call the day before and there's more than me mask off. I mean more than. Yeah. So what's that to happen? And his passport's out with eight, no one bothered to check it. So my ma's blaming me dad, my dad's blaming me ma. Yeah. The money's bleeding a couple of hundred quid for the flights, all that's all out the window. And I was like, right, look, we'll give her a bash. I yeah. said, we'll show up at the airport. Yeah. yeah. We'll smile at your man, flirt with the, if it's a girl and hopefully yeah. she doesn't check the date. So we put the two passports over each other, put mine on top and my brother's beside it, slide it out enough so we can see the picture and yeah. the name. And uh, Chanty, your man's like, how are you, mate? All right, on long, all this. And your man's looking, looking, kind of getting flustered. He lets me on, going over. So it was like, right, look, we're getting to the match. We're on the plane to England. We're going yeah. to see the match. No matter what happens, if you get stuck coming yeah. home, once you see the match, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Then coming home, same again. Do you know what I mean? We have our United jerseys on, so I'm going to come up to the gate. Your man's there looking at me again. I was like, do you see the match, mate? Good, good game, man, the good game. Yeah, he doesn't, he getting all flustered and all checking the passports, looking, looking. Passports out with eight a few days. He hadn't got a clue. He got away with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, do you reckon he wouldn't let you on regardless? No. No, they wouldn't. No. Would they no, be sure. told now you can't do that? Yeah. I, Even if it's only a few days? Yeah, well, it's out with eight, it's out with eight, didn't it? I, yeah. I, got to a, I got to a Manchester airport, right, with my wife and kids. I think three kids at the time. And... It wasn't passport back then. You could have a driver's license even. But we'd no idea for me. And I took out a, a programme of Carlisle United. Who's the manager? Carlisle United. And I said, there you go, that's me. She says, no. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, you know, Mr. Wonderful. So we, we stayed in Liverpool the next night. We stayed in the night anyway. In Liverpool, we got the ferry the next day or whatever, you know. But I remember being in Manchester Airport that night. And this other girl was very, you know what I mean, friendly. And she wanted to let me on, but this other one was, wasn't having it. So about two years later, I went to Liverpool with Whitehall Rangers, junior football team, and uh, went on the lash for two days, you know. So I was over there, and he was the next of all, Karen Reeves, which says, I thought you were coming home today. And I says, I am, I'm coming home. No, no, you're coming home tomorrow, aren't you? And I says, yeah. So I said the fella in the room, make sure I'm on that 8 o'clock flight, right? So he wakes me at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Rod, you're right, you're right. I said, oh, yeah, right, what time is it? He says, 8 o'clock. Oh, I said, the fly is fucking 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, man, it was morning, you know? <laughs> so anyway, I rang Karen. says, I'm at the Misty Fly. She says, well, tell you what to do. Stay in Liverpool. Don't ever come home. Sick of you now. Just back in the day, I was mad, you know? <laughs> so I said, jeez, what am I going to do? So I said, I, I just swam home. Because <laughs> my mom, Katie, right? She's pretty pushy. Boom, right? So I says, right, I couldn't get a boat. So I went to Liverpool, bought a ticket. I, I went up. And the girl that was in Manchester a couple of years previous was on the tickets. And I got on standby, pardon me, I got on standby. I said, what's my chances? She said, you're eight. I thought, jeez, that's what I said, but I'll give you a nod before I call standby out. So I went down and bought a box of chocolates. <laughs> right, so next of all, I got the nod, boom. Standby passengers, I was standing right beside her. Box of chocolates on the flight. Best box of chocolates I ever bought. And then I'd go home about 20,000 boxes since buying Carlisle. For forgiveness. <laughs> it's like, did you see the thing that came out the weekend about the, the referee? No, what? The fella sent me. There was a female referee in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She'll do you for things you've done 20 years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like Carlisle just said to me, he's sitting there next to us, go, do you know what I was just thinking the other day? <laughs> Remember that night you played in Limerick? What are you talking about? 30 years ago? 25 years ago? Yeah. You said the train was delayed 
but there was no train that night. How did you? I don't believe you said that. And I go, Carl, that was 25 years ago. <laughs> just come up on my mind today. So that's true. <laughs> you know, they don't forget. You know what I mean? And my missus doesn't forget. So she's having a barney with you over that now. I wasn't a barney. It was just like a, like a questionnaire. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where were I? I straight figure out, well, not where I was. I was in the nightclub in Sackville Place, <laughs> sloop, not sloopies. Sloopies, I think it was. That's where it was. You know what I mean? But I used to come in. I have to get your story right. You come in at two or three in the morning, play a game on a Sunday, come home, go on the gargle at the rumours or whatever, and then you'd go out and come home with an excuse or a, or a story. <laughs> and I remember one time i come home, right? And next of all, uh, I went to the wheel of a car and I got all black on my hands and all, you know? And next of all, uh, what happened? The coach got a puncher. Was trying to help the driver on the road from Limerick and all Cork. <laughs> oh, jeez, that was a disaster. About two hours later, come here, you. My, my missus goes down my pockets when I used to be out on my own. Go down my pockets. She any money is left in his pockets. Our man always said, That's yours. Take everything, right? So remember coming home with me, hands on the wheel. That's what it goes. And come here, did, did it take long to fix that bus tyre? It took us about two and a half hours. We had to wait and replace on that. Yeah, yeah. What's the train ticket down in your pocket? Another three or four days. I'd say it took me three days to get back into the big bed, you know. Right? <laughs> but uh, actually, look, it was harmless. There was always a few babies in that, you know. Yeah, come here, ready. A uh, big Christmas, man. What do you do over Love Christmas it. now? I started Christmas uh, last week. Right. Last week I started Christmas and I love it. We were the first on the road to put the Christmas tree up. When I was in Spain, the kids put it up. First on the road. I played the Christmas music constantly in my car, morning, noon and night. The screen in the house is YouTube Christmas songs. Karen has just gone off there and had to buy kids presents and that. Absolutely love it. Love it. Yeah. The toy show wasn't here this year. It's the first in maybe 30 years that we didn't sit down for a little toy show. I've no kids left. The grandkids are, don't come down, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the ones that have lived with me are 16, 22. But anyway, I love it. And I love it when I was a kid. I idolised it because my dad my da used to bring us into town and we got to Woolworths for our dinner, right? We got to Santy first in Cleary's. Then we go to Woolworths for a dinner and then we go to Hector Gray's, get a bag of plastic soldiers and we always bought a table, tennis, net and bats. And then he'd bring us home and we get the kitchen table out. You know, the red ones used to be a red fleck table. Everyone in camera had one. Put it in, we played table tennis for ages. You know what I mean? And you'd put your lead up the chimney for your... Like, we got simple things back then. Yeah. I used to get a cowboy suit nearly every year. <laughs> I was like Roy Rogers. Two guns. I was the quickest draw. In Cabra, I go, whoop, bang. Before they got the hand the house, and have them boom, 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 boom. All the caps, bang, bang, right? And they just give her a little spin and back into the house. Now, right? I remember one year I thought, you know what? I was watching the, the telly and the Indians and the cowboy films, and I wanted to be coaches, right? So I got an Indian outfit and the battle head guard and all the, the feathers and all the whole. I was the only fucker in Cabra that was in the Indian. <laughs> Boys will come and maybe shoot me, you know. I me tomahawk. I would down Christmas morning to scalp about 10 people. <laughs> Had me little plastic nuclears. Back in the day, the Indians, when they caught you on the telly, they scalped you. Yeah. You know that, don't you? Yeah, no, that's what they used to. I was going out that one. Christmas morning, I couldn't wait to get up. Got me old cold cheeks out front and I went down the road looking for cowboys. <laughs> Couldn't find a cowboy anywhere. I was going to give it to them. Then they were coming around the house. There's an Indian in there. So fucking big. Another one. Walked in a shop when I was 12. A, a grocery shop in Animal. And my brother Mick walked there as well. And the fella around gave us one rifle between the two of us. That's why you said that you're looking for trouble there. 
you know what I mean? I'll shoot you and then you take the roof and you shoot me. Not that I'd be hiding around the sofa in the house. I'd be out the bedroom, man. We used to shoot people going, boy, the gaff. We lived on the line of Hannah's Corner pub. You know what I mean? And you'd see the blammer coming down. You'd be mouthy. <laughs> blammer! Bum, 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 bum! <laughs> hit the deck having the crack. You know what I mean? Well, we were, we were, we were marksmen, we were. We never missed. Brilliant, it was. And now, I, where, love, I love it. Where will you have uh, Christmas then already? Or in the gaff. In your gaff. Oh, will they yeah. all come to yours then? Everyone. Or, yeah. Everyone will be there. There'll be about 14 there. Fucking yeah, that's unbelievable. That's brilliant, and they all come like I go out to swim Christmas morning out to the forty foot with, with my sons, and their mates. That's what I'll do. Have a plunge in there, and then come home and maybe go for a walk with Karen. But the night before, Karen have the turkey and ham on the whole lot, right, and all the vegetables, and then my daughter will come in, two daughters, and they'll finish her off. So we'll all sit down and. There'd be a table of could be 15, 16. That's why I wanted to bring you up. Yeah. Supposed to be last week. My son and that is it coming home now. But we got to go because Caroline loves it. And I've one pal who won't be there, unfortunately. First time in 30 odd years, Stevie, my little mate who passed away a few months ago. And it's the first Christmas with him. And we're gonna we're gonna retire his seat. Ah. You know what I mean? Because he's like family. Yeah. Little man that we know. So he'll be there. But I love it. And we'll all sit around and the dinner be put out. We'll all muck in, have the crack, few gargles, the kids will clean up for Carolyn, have a few Irish coffees, sit around, you know what I mean? And then all the grandkids playing around. That's brilliant. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant, it is. I come here, will you just play a few games then in the evening? No, bleeding games. What kind of games? I play hood and go single, go up to bed. <laughs> 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 Count to ten and come and find me up at the door. <laughs> Can't go. And then Christmas night. I don't know what that, it's never really a great one. You know, years ago, we used to go to uh, different people's houses. Yeah. We're going past that stage now because they're driving and all that. Yeah. So Christmas night, probably just sitting in my car line, you know what I mean? Mm. Bro, when I was a kid, I walked in a pub, the Stony Battery, and you know, what do you call it now? The Glimmer. Cabinets, is it beside uh, Mulligan's? Beside you know the first pub beside Mulligan's, the Stony Batter? On the corner. Cabinets, is that what it's called? Cabinets, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, well, there, I walked in there from 12 till 17, and Stevens's day was the best day of the year. You had to buy a ticket, and they'd be queuing up at 10 in the morning to come in, and we'd be in there and they shoot a tree, and there'd be a full blown scene, so I'd be jammed. And then I'd reopen again at six, another queue, tickets again. And that was my Christmas. I absolutely loved it. Didn't like New Year's Eve. Yeah, don't like Never. New Year's neither. Why? What's about New know, Year's? Very cheesy or something, isn't it? Well, you have to hope people don't even believe yeah, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and all. Happy New Year. Fuck off, will you? Yeah. yeah. Happy New Year. And they're probably slouching the day before and the next day they're probably saying, Daddy, Egypt was hooking me last night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't like it. I like it. It's very couple though. Now when you go out on New Year's, I was, out, I was over in Liverpool last New Year's. Yeah. And uh, me and one of the boys were over there. We went out with a bit of crack and whatever. Yeah. But see, we went out into like nightclubs and pubs and everywhere. Everywhere yeah. was just full of couples. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's, mm. it's a little yeah. bit much. You were with your fellow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It looked that way, bloody. <laughs> I remember going into a pub, right? In a nightclub, my brother and I make handy, right? Big lump, he is. Great bloke, my closest pal, right? And he likes a point. And on a Sunday night, when I come back from my football, remember, we'd always go on a Sunday night, me, him, and Stevie, my other little mate who passed away, and Caroline. I remember one night I said, I know a fellow owns a nightclub in Dublin, in town, beside Paris Court, is it? You know the steps? Yeah, up? yeah. It was called, I don't know what it was called. So we went over anyway, and next of all, we went in. And next of all, Mikey's looking at me, and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him, you know. And Carlin was going to the jacks, you know. So next to I looked around, there was chaps holding hands and all, right? And I'm going, oh, for 
was like, this is about 20 years ago, you know, next of all, were Hogan and Coughlin and all these fellas were, you know what I mean? And I realised I was in a game, nightclub, you know what I mean? So everyone's looking at me and we're going, oh, Jesus, no, I think that's me fella, right? I'll never forget it. Carla came out and said, quick, give me a kiss now, quick, quick, give me a kiss now. But yeah, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, I know, I know, I know what you went through on New Year's Eve. Yeah, but, uh, that's, that's when it wasn't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you not go away by Christmas ever? No. Surprised at you now? No. No, because I love the kids and I love the grandkids and yeah. I love all that family stuff. Mm. But do you know what? I was going to jump on a flight Stevens' day this year mm. and head out to Spain for a month. And then I thought, no, I'm leaving them too much short of. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm going a little bit later in the month. But I was only talking to Caroline coming in the car and I said, do you know what? I might just look up a few flights, even go to London. Just to get out, like. Just to get out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or even go to Edinburgh. It's supposed to be a great night in Edinburgh for New Year's, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be a lovely city, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know a few people. Miss was only there last week, said it's gorgeous up there. Yeah. But it's freezing, though. Yeah, it's freezing. Well, it's like Glasgow. Yeah. I mean, I lived in Carlisle. That was only up the road. I was going to the Celtic games. And I'd have to say, if I was in Glasgow 90 times, it was raining 90, 89 times there, you know? Mm. Mm. But, uh, right, we've got questions there, yeah? Yeah. So. In our bonus episodes, we have this ongoing thing now where if we had to shut up our own island, right? Where did we say it'd be? What's that spot called? You know that island where all the kangaroos are? Do you know it? Yeah, Land Bay. Yeah. We're out in the boat. Yeah. yeah. So in our bonus... You know there's kangaroos all over there? Wallabies. Wallabies, yeah. Yeah. So the same thing as kangaroos, Eddie, though. Well, they jump up and down like them. <laughs> I wouldn't know the difference because a, a fella showed me a picture of a dead one up in Dublin Mountains. Mm. He said a kangaroo and uh, I was telling Jerry Creighton, he said, no, Wallaby. So I, I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have a clue. Right, so we were saying if we took that over, yeah? Yeah. Me and Calvin ourselves. Yeah. As our own little country, yeah? Yeah. We'd call it the Republic of Bollocks, right? Right. But we'd have to bring in our own laws. Lovely. Sounds good. So a question to you, Roddy. Yeah. If you were on that island, what's your three laws you'd bring in? Give me three laws that you'd make. Three laws, right. No clocks. No cl No clocks. Like a casino? Like Vegas. No clocks. No calendars or clocks. No calendars or clocks? No. No. What? Right. Because everyone's running around and rushing around and what day is it? And if they do that on Thursday and how many people's not going to see Thursday? You know what I mean? Or, you know, oh, jeez, I can only give you a half an hour in my time. Well, it's not getting dark, you know what I mean? When it gets dark, you can do things that, you know, you can't do in the daylight or with it, vice versa. So, no, time. When I go to Ankle Island, there's no time. How often do you go to Ankle? I was down there three weeks ago for a week. Down at Ankle Island, yeah, so there'll be no time. Right, no time. No calendars, right, right, that's one rule. Right. Let me think. There'll be no pub hours till seven o'clock at night. We'd have one pub on the island, right? right. And it wouldn't open till seven o'clock. And you wouldn't be able to get a drink anywhere else until seven o'clock, right? And most importantly, 100%, zero drugs. That's it. Well, the three good rules, yeah. Can't complain. Well, look, I'll come up with 300 and three good rules, but you know what I mean? I'm just thinking. You get up every day, right? And you don't know what time it is, so your body's waking up when it wants to wake up. Yeah. Well, right? now when 7 o'clock is, though, because the pub will be open. No, at night. Yeah, so, but that's what I'm saying. That'll be the only time that we'll know well, for definite. Well, 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 there you go. It's 7 o'clock, right? <laughs> what time is it now? I don't know. Is it eight? Is it half? I don't know. And see when you get drink into you. You know the whole thing about drink. Your time conception is gone. Because my dad told me when I walked in Bobby's, fellow was acting the mag and I rang me dad. 
Right, I rang the the the, the phone box and got something with me. My dad said, "So, fella, I was only about fifteen. Fella was acting a mag with me." My dad said, "Don't worry. Is he drunk?" I said, "Yeah, I'll be down in a half an hour." I said, "He might be." He says, "He will, because the time fellas would drink. You don't know what time it is, so you'll know it's seven. So you mightn't even want to have a point, but that'll be your time. You know, it's seven o'clock. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. That's your marker, yeah. That's your marker. So that gives you that's a good valid point there. You know what I mean? So, Somebody wrote into us already, yeah, from Brandon. So he said, I think there should be a law against people walking while looking at their phone. It doesn't happen very often that someone walks into me doing it, but when they do, I feel like kicking them all the way back up the street. What way are you going for fuck's sake? Happened yeah. me today. Today. In the Phoenix Park. Mm. Found it on a bike, on a phone, on the on the, wood, the, the footpath, not the bike lane. He obviously rented it out and he sort of wobbled when I gave him an elbow. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I built up the arse now. But he, he, he wobbled and he nearly hit Carl and it was behind me. See phones. Yeah. And see this thing at the traffic lights, Calvin, when the lights go green and you're in a hurry. And next of all, no one's moving. Someone's on the phone. It's happening all the time and people in cars on the phone. Like, yeah. Terrible dangers, you know. Yeah, we have no patience for people in traffic. See the second the light goes green, ready, my hand goes on the on the wheel, ready to beep them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Move your fucking car, pay attention. But you know what else when you're talking about people on their phones? Do you ever go to turn and there's people crossing the road and you have the head into their phone, they're not looking about yeah. ways on the blade. Yeah, all the time. Do you know what I mean? That's how you die. Well, see, see, smack see, see I'm going gonna to give you a little story, right? And I hope it changed your attitude, right? See, when you're beeping at the traffic lights, beep, 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 right? My dad was jogging in the park, came out of the gate at Park Gate Street where the carts are, came to the lights, you know the lights where the carts are? Yeah. Traffic in front and pulled up. Lights went green, no me off. Lights went red. Lights went green, no me off. Fella behind, beep, 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 my dad dropped dead on the floor. So you never know, Calvin. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Hope it never happens to you. It's like, it's like the fella on the bus, a young bloke. Did you ever see it on the video, TikTok, I think it was on. Kid showed it to me and the bus is packed and there's an old woman there, right? And she's on a walk, and sticking your man sitting there like that. Young bloke. And this fella gets up here, get up and let that woman sit down. So he takes out his two crutches, gets up and there's no leg from there. For fuck's sake. So it's, there's a moral in the story, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we jump on things and we jump on situations and you go, oh Jesus, why did I do that? Mm. You know what I mean? But anyway, keep beeping. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know when you're in traffic, you know, everything is on bleeding level yeah. 100. Right? Do you know, Roy, hey, fellas coming up the bus lane when you're in a traffic jam. <laughs> oh no. The Castle Knock. No, see Castle Knock at my house pub. Yeah. I, I'm in line. Oh, gee, what do you feel like swinging and getting a whack off? The, oh, you hate it. And a fella came flying up, right? And just as he was coming, the lights went green. And I saw the group beside him and I went, yeah, little... And, you're, and he went, oh, Rod! Oh, Jesus, how are you? How was it going, pal? And I know they went, ah, oh, great, don't be gone. We have to, I'm in a hurry, I'm busted to go to Jackson. So there's always a reason, do you know what I mean? <laughs> or a good excuse, anyway, you know? But yeah, so, yeah, good rule. Are you just annoyed that you can't use the bus lane because you'd be so still? Someone will copy, like, you seen that Roddy Collins fell the bus lane? No, do you know what? We never break the speed limit. Never. Mm. Never break the speed limit. Don't believe me. And... The bus lane, hate that, you know what I mean? Fellas like, you know, I'm in a hurry home, you can all queue up like gobshite, you know? But you know the best one in Castleknock? I need this one, right? You're coming out, and you come to Arborn Road, and there's a big sign that lights up, give the cyclists one and a half metres, you're going to have a head-on collision. 
The road is that width. <laughs> swear to God. If you go over there, you're going to swear to head on collision. So we take the cyclist getting a belt at the door. That's him. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know about that? <laughs> right, we have more questions, yeah? <coughs> yeah. What's the crack, lads? Love the podcast. As Carlman is always going on about his love for runners, which I get. Now I hope you went in town too. He's going that full lock. I was broke in. Yeah. <laughs> give, me, give me a look at your feet. They're very new looking going. <laughs> now his car tailed, he said, Calvin, yeah? Dirty runners is one thing I can't stand, but also a dirty car is on the same kind of level. If he's had to choose one or the other to always have claim, what would it be? Your car or your runners? Inside of the car, by the way, more so than the outside. That's the inside of my car is always claim, but you can't, you can't really... It's not you can know about the outside. If it rains, a car just be bleeding manky. Yeah. Especially because right you have a big white car. Now it's white, it's even worse, yeah. But yeah. yeah. There's no excuse for having dirty runners though, Ruddy. Do you know what no I mean? excuse. No excuse for that. No. The elements are going to make your car dirty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing you can do about that. Well, you it's not about the inside and the outside, yeah. yeah. Now, the inside of your car should always be reasonably clean. Yeah. I hate you ever going into someone's car and there's bleeding wrappers and bottles and all everywhere. Like, <sighs> clean that. Come here. I swear to God. I think that's brutal. Mm. I'm not joking with you. Cups and things, you know what I mean? Of a careful. I brought the kids out. Where was it? Saturday, Santi, Smith's the whole Done the tour of town. Auntie Fitzgerald gave them a little bit of gear off the stall and all. Brilliant day. And uh, so the back seat, I didn't even know that. And then I put me up in the back seat the other day. Jesus, Dad, what's the crack? In McDonald's boxes, cups. Oh, that's only papers. Yeah. Just dumped them out, you know what I mean? But runners, shoes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, do you know what I hate? Bali stockings. What? Bali stockings. What? Stockings with little, like... The little, yeah, like the tread, the ball on them, yeah. yeah. You know, the little balls on the tread. Oh, like, in, that's in cotton, like. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, the way, yeah, like, yeah. they're worn and worn yeah. and worn. I yeah. call it, look, ah, oh, Bali socks, you know. I went on an interview for Carlisle, right, and I brought my best suit. It was a pinstripe suit, white short, red. I think I told you a story before. And I went to Glasgow Airport for the interview, and I went to tracks out with my runners. Went into Jack's. Got me suit, put a bum, and no stockings. With no stockings. So I'm in the best suit you ever seen. The expensive shoes and the whole lot. And I tried to hide my feet under the table in the air about getting an interview for the job. If you'd have seen me feet, he went, he's not getting the job here. Had you no stockings on at all? I you didn't wear them. stockings? I forgot them. Yeah, but you didn't wear the stockings that you no, over in. No, pair runners in the tracksuit, Bob. It's not the way you wear them. Yeah, yeah. Back before these little things come out, that's just around your feet. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I just wore, you know. But uh, yeah. Anyway, where were we? And <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't wear stockings since that what you're saying. Well, I couldn't. Oh, I know a lot of people that don't, people wear, don't stockings. wear stockings. With, some people don't wear stockings with suits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that'd be their shot. I learned too well over that. Now, I used to, I used to never wear stockings. Yeah. With things, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, what would you rather than Calvin? I'd rather have yeah. on, on the uh, clean runners. Yeah, there's no yeah. excuse for so that. You'd have a dirty car then at all times. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather have a dirty car and clean runners than yeah. dirty runners and a clean car. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather really? that. Yeah. yeah. So, you're going to see me more. In person, then you're you're gonna see me in the car. Do you know what I mean? That not do your head in, but no, it more do me head in having dirty runners, and it does me head in when I see people with dirty runners. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, when you see people. Do you know what I hate? Fellas that don't shave. Now yours is yours is. I've grown you know, beard. I've, I've shaved about five times in my life. See when I go to the barber shop, I just get them to tidy up, mm. run the blades. See every up. morning, no matter what I do. The minute I put my feet to the floor, I go in and have a shave. And a That's mad Stone Age mentality because they like that in the army and all, aren't they? Is yeah, it? but you have to be clean cut in the army. That's what I'm on about. But like back in the day, yeah, all the outlets say, yeah. you better shave, you better shave, and it's in the army and all as well. Yeah. It's like a fucking mad military style. Yeah, it was never in the army. Yeah. 
know what I mean? You can film me now. That was different to hear me. Mm. But look, I mean, what's it with shaving? What's it with shaving? With don't know. Stuff. I just feel dirty. Yeah. My dad. I can't grow a beard, Roddy. This is it. This is me now. See yeah. this? This is as much as I grow. But if I yeah. have a shave, I tear the face on. Do you not get yeah. laser as well? Yeah, it didn't work. Do you know what I mean? You got what? With a walk over here. Do you grow hair there? On your sides, look? No. So it doesn't grow there at this, all? This little goatee you have here, Roddy. That's me. So if I leave this now for another two weeks, I'll just have a thicker goatee. That's it. That's it. Would you not grow it? I'm not to see your No, like a goatee, not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> a chance. That's, that's the annoying thing, though. So, you know, when you shave, then you're just bleeding. Very sensitive skin, then. Here's the face. Remember the, the lockdown, the first one ever? I grew a beard, then I did. I'd love to see you all about it. Red. I had red sideburns when I was young. Right. Now, my hair, I don't know what colour you call it. Sometimes in the summer it goes lighter. You know what I mean? But I don't know what colour you call it. Right. But red locks and a red goat you had. Of a big grey patch there. It's mad. Bit of an old mongrel head on me, you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you call it? A poi? A poi? Not a poi, Like a, a pigeon? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a pigeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know loads of people like that with like dark hair and they grow a red beard. Yeah, yeah there's something in that. There's something in that with the, especially with the ginger patch in your beard. Like, oh, I can't remember what it was. There was something in that there is, yeah. yeah. Something to do with your jeans or something. Yeah. Come here, Rod, you have a full head of hair. I have. For a man like you, do you know what yeah. I mean? We have. What yeah. are you trying to say? <laughs> no, like, we were talking about this last week. We were talking about believing people losing their hair. You, yeah, we you, were. You, I, I, I have an uncle, my uncle John, right? And he died about 64 years of age. And if you go to his headstone, he must well be looking at mine. It was black. But my hair, when I get out of the shower, my hair is not dark. But I put it, it's like wax. Mm. Right? If I get out of the shower, it'll be grey everywhere. It's all grey. Not that I give a fiddle. It's fucking, you know what I mean? Once it's on my head, I don't care what colour it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Once it's not on the pillow, anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? The old Terrence fella's getting a bit insecure. He thinks his is going back. No, I don't think it is, Roddy. I'm not losing my hair, am I? Not at all. No, that's a good laugh. head of hair, isn't it? That's a massive head of hair. Yeah. But sure, you're out well gotten talky, aren't you? What? You're always out and talking, getting the old gear done, aren't you? No. You're a spotted. The uncle was out there and he spotted you. Guess he was on the you island. Got the two for one. <laughs> would, you get, would you get a hair transplant, the truth? If I needed to, yeah. No, no, I actually don't think I would. Well, if I need... See, I'm saying that now. Yeah, if I needed to, I wouldn't yeah. give a bollocks. Yeah, well... Like, but, I, me, one of my mates, right, is losing his hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of them? <laughs> a couple of the boys are losing their hair, yeah. But uh, he's telling me he's waking up with bleeding hairs in the pillow. And when he's getting out of the shower, there's hairs and all the shower. And I said, like, he won't. I think he's a bit worried about getting it. I said, go. Like, if you're, like, insecure about why wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't be going over and well, well, you know and you know all done. There was like, a fellow on you now. Right, really, really, really well, right? And he rang me up on the biggest high of his life. Like, sky higher types on gear or something, you know? What's wrong? He says, I'm out in Tokyo, Rod. I'm about to get a hair transplant. What? Oh, this is the best I've ever done. I've never been so happy, right? So he came back and he said, don't tell anyone. I said, I won't doubt me mouth. I won't doubt me mouth, right? So we were in the boxing club and he was skipping with his woolly hat. I went, Everyone stop training. <laughs> <laughs> this cop sure he's had to get their hair transplanted. <laughs> he went poop. <laughs> so he didn't get out of the gym. Stay we are. Never gave him a clap. And that was it, right? But it grew. And then fell back out. Yeah, I'll give you a laugh, right? Talking about head of hair. You know um, Craig O'Brien? Yeah. Alan's he stars with the gym and Craig is training. So what happened? I was telling the same story about this other fellow, I won't name him, right? But anyway, I will name him. 
I'll tell you, it's Barry Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out with a bit of Grover next week. Him and Jack Dean, he's, he's one of my best, closest friends. Right? So anyway, so so anyway, this conversation come up and uh, and Alan O'Brien said to me, Jesus, Roger, you have some head of hair on you there, you know? And he was saying, I'm going a little bit like myself. I said, ah, yeah. I said, I was like you. I said, 20 years ago. What? I said, I was baldy 20 years ago. Yeah, we're not. I said, I was. I said, I got a hair transplant in Turkey. Yeah, didn't. Let me feel it. Here he was pulling me head around the gym and all. Here he was. <laughs> so I love him and I love Craig, right? The bear right now, he kept saying, I can't get over it. I'd never seen a better head of hair like that. Now, can you give me the number of that clinic? <laughs> but it got so bad. I felt guilty. So I had to come over and tell him he was devastated. <laughs> he was devastated. He thought it was going to end up like that. You know what I mean? Big head of hair. But what, would you, like, if your hair fell out, would you not get a hair transplant, bloody enough? No, I'd buy a toupee. Yeah. Do you know what I'd do? I'd get one off the dummy. You know, in the shop in town where you go, what's it? That shop you go. <laughs> little Diffney's. <laughs> yeah. They have the dummy with the plastic. It's like an Elvis Presley would be quick. I'd put that on my head. <laughs> the mannequin. No, see the mannequins, right? My brother Mick, back in the day when he was on the Scooby Dooby, looked a few points. He ran me one day and says, Right, well, get the van out. I'm about to get in a great touch. <laughs> he says, BHS is shutting down beside the GPO. And he says, I can buy all the mannequins for our peanuts. <laughs> so I got on, Jess, here we go, another idea, right? So I'm driving around, I wasn't drinking, he was having a few points in Delaney's before we even went down, right? So we're driving down anyway. So he goes, and so he fills the he fills the back of the van with mannequins, right? Dummies like male of him but he comes out with this thing on his head like a plastic Elvis do like a hat right? and he sat in the pasture side for the whole day right? and anywhere we're at the car here he is into the boards of the van <laughs> big thing on his head big fat <laughs> but remember the end of the day I and mean, he was paying me for the dentist and Mick so we ended up in Raff Farm or somewhere miles on the south so I was totally on my depth and he went into his shop he comes out bingo sold a lot Come on, unload them with me. He says, you're unloading them on your own. I was hiding under a monkey. I was playing with bows or someone at the time, right? I was not getting recognised here, right? So we got the first dummy on his shoulder, I'm under his arm, and the two hall doors were right beside you. Did he walk into the wrong shop with them? Okay. He said, the same, a few points, but yeah. But uh, anyway, so would I get a wig? Now, I wear a cap all the time. I wear a cap around town all the time. I just wear a cap. I've had it long enough. Hmm. 63 now, you know what I mean? That's not going. I got a great wear there, didn't he? Yeah, that's not going. Come here, you still have it. How old are them shoes? On your feet. Brand new. I'm going to tell you now. How old are they? They're now older than five years, anyways. They're 18 years old. Them yokes. Yeah, I bought them in Lewis about 18 years ago. They're in Lewis for three fifty now. I got them for a one, I think. I've shoes in the house 20, 25 years old. How would he still like that then? Might you? Must I be. only wear them for special occasions. <laughs> this <laughs> is actually a hat trick, Roddy. It's your whole time on. Thank you. Yeah. And the live shows. Ah, yeah. They're separate. They're a testimonial. This is a hat trick. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Best hat trick you ever got in your life. Ever. Yeah, I definitely. I love coming in. And the last day I couldn't. I was getting when he couldn't. Yeah. I love coming in because I get great crack out. And like I was in Salcalpa last week and it's no support in there. Yeah. So it gives me an opener with younger people. Yeah. To have the crack. What's that tennis for? Like he's a little bollocks. <laughs> what about the Colin Valley? He's another one. Yeah. <laughs> Heard him in no, we can have a conversation then, you know. Bloody, we'll be able to get you on every week, but yeah, this, that's what we picked up for the Christmas special, Ruddy. You know what I mean? Thanks. So this is this will be out now and uh, for Christmas next week, you know what I mean? Brilliant. What's your favourite Christmas film? Favourite Christmas film. 
I used to start in, in Parnell Street, right, in the Blue Line. Then I'd end up in Francis <laughs> Street in the Dean Swift. And in between, I'd end up in Westbury Hotel. And I'll give you a lot. I used to want to appreciate this because of your age. Or I was in the Bailey one day, Christmas, and I'd always have a brandy and port with Carl, and I love that brandy and port, right? And it's uh, open I'm going out this Thursday. What? It's open on Christmas, is it? No, Christmas week. Oh, Christmas really? yeah, 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 no, yeah. I'm doing it every year we go on a one day out. Mm. And we go and say, if I knew where you were, I'd go in and buy you a pint and have yeah. an old chat. Or I might have seen someone for a year, so I'd go in and have a pint. and just do a bit of a crawl. But I watch a call of them. I went into the Bailey with Caroline. And this man was the most best conversations ever. He worked on an international, uh, what you call them, cruise liner. Frank Sinatra was on a, a top end. Dean Martin, he met them all. But he kept saying to me, this was years kept saying to me, I know your face. <laughs> He's like, oh, he must be a bow supporter, you know. <laughs> I said, do you like football? I hate football. You know? I'm like, oh, here we go. So he break up. He said, oh, it's killing me. I don't know your face, you know. And I'm going, yeah, Stephen, my brother's the world champ. Maybe he thinks I'm him or his brother, you know. So anyway, he never, he never came around to it. So we were leaving. And I'm taking, right, here we go. Good luck. He says, I got it. Yeah, the image of Max Boygraves. Who's that? Google him. He's one of you, I won't say that. He wasn't very handsome, let's just say. It was fucking good, I was. He was in Robert Redford or something like that, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. but that's, that's a ritual I do. Yeah. I'm doing it next Thursday. Go around and get the atmosphere. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love Christmas. Do you ever do the 12 pubs now? No. you never done it? No, we wouldn't be able to go to 12 pubs. Why? Well, I'd be locked after six. <laughs> do you, do know? you never do that, like, when you were growing up and all, no? No, never done that. Never went on a gang of, a holiday with a gang of blokes or anything like that. Never. Was that not was, was the twelve pubs a thing though? Ah yeah, yeah. It was always all dressed up in jumpers now. Yeah, yeah. getting sick of our walls and all that wouldn't be for me. I never. Oh, I could safely say now, and I'm going to be stand corrected. I don't think I was ever drunk in public. I always stop. Mm. You know, I'd home and I'd be, yeah. Yeah, look, I could go home and fall asleep, have a few glasses with my father. But when I'm in a in a company or out publicly, right, I know when to stop. Yeah, you're all, you're all about holding up your image, aren't you? Ruddy? It's not an yeah. image, it's it's a thing my father passed down. Yeah. It's like, how can I say it? But you're always very sharply dressed. You're always very polite to people. I've seen you even at the show on Vicar Street, you know yeah. what I mean? There was people coming in and out, you were, you treated them all the same, you know what I mean? Yeah, but Calvin, isn't it great? No, it is. If someone wants to shake your hand, it's brilliant. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, it is, because yeah. then you live and everyone has a fond memory of you then, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, come here, that's that's life. Mm. And you'll like you'll shake someone else's hand. Or I remember going to a pub and putting a, scar, a, a tab on him. Well, it's just only better. Mm. Went there one day. I missed my Sunday night out because I was playing football and I got home. Didn't get out for a point. I always had a point once a week. So I wrapped up early on the side, said to all the lads, come on, it's a freebie and watch. Just have a sing song. Went in and put a tabby on the counter, so there's 10, 15 of us there, said to him, I'll cover all that, right? Brilliant day. Next day, Mr. Fucking Wonderful was in, big time Charlie, throwing money around, do you know what I mean? Mm. So, you're not always going to get, you know what I mean? You're not always going to, but, but on, the day I brought the kids out, I brought 60 smokes with me, went around giving them, and picture on my phone, a poor girl out to the GPO, homeless girl, with a Santi hat, and 
I brought her, gave her five or six smokes and a fellow was in a sleeping bag and gave him a few. And then I asked her for a picture with me, with my grandkids and all that. And she started telling stories to my grandkids about Santi, about what she never got, about how, now she was a lovely girl. I have a picture on my phone. And my, my grandkids, uh, Fia, came away and she was never so happy. She said, oh, granddad, that was great. That girl was so happy, mm. you know, and she getting in the picture and all that. But that's what it's about. Look, the most important thing, what's the most important thing you can give anyone in your life? Your time. Your time. You could be made and throw someone money. You know what I mean? Or you could, you know, write a car, whatever. But when you give people their time, and come here, I, I do this, right? But it's not, you know, I do it because I love it. I probably get more, I'm probably selfish. I probably get more out of someone thanking me. Look, I'll tell you how bad I am, right? You know when you're feeling a little bit unappreciated, is that a word? Yeah. Not appreciated, right? You know what you do? Get into your car, right? And you know these signs that says thank you when in the, in the green. On that speed. You drive up down to go, thank you. <laughs> Someone cares about me. In my mind, there's a person looking at me driving up and down the chest I feel rather than pressing a button. Well done, Rod. Thank you, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it's ass. Come here. You said have a great life, Terence. Yeah. You've one of them. Yeah. And it's easy. It, it, to be a bollocks is hard. It's hard to upset people, to think about doing something wrong on someone. That takes time. To be nice is simple. Mm. Right? But then you could be nice to a bollocks, so you have to <laughs> knock him <them> out. <laughs> That's the... You know what I mean? And there's a thing called kindness and stupidity. And I'll go, they weren't for anyone. I would. The minute they take my kindness and stupidity, boom. Mm. Whether it's a knockout punch or a knockout gesture, but they're getting knocked out. Yeah. I have an oh. easier one for you, Ruddy. What's your favourite Christmas song? Oh, come on. Christmas Eve, babe. In the drunk tank, when an old man said to me, I'll see another one. Poor old. See, I met him at a point from in the airport once. Did you? Well, I, I encroached on his company. <laughs> he was sitting with his driver and I come in, arrivals. And when I come into arrivals in Dublin Airport, I always go to the arrivals bar and I ring the kids say the flight was two hours delayed. I have a pint and a glass of Guinness or two with Caroline. I love airports, right? And he was sitting at the counter and I said, can I buy you a pint? He didn't have a pint and he wouldn't have a drink with me. But he bought me and Caroline a pint and a glass. I just went off. Oh, you didn't know who you were? How the fuck would he know who I was? Everyone knows who he you didn't are. Know right? who himself was at the time he was locked. <laughs> he would now come here. No, everyone doesn't know me. Ah, you'd be surprised, right? I, I, I do get recognised a good bit in town since being on this by the younger gang, right? I get as I've loads of bros now, you know that. And then <laughs> since I done um, the book, like people have stopped me left, right, sent them my own age. Fella stopped me in the lift coming up. You know, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. So, but I got it years ago when I was a football manager and a football player, not so much a player. I got it because I was in the public arena all the time on RT regular, you know. But it's just being well known. Mm. You just get it. I see people beeping, you know, I'm stony battered and all that. You know what I mean, Calvin? I'm sure you get it. But what is it? You know what I mean? What does it, what is it? I don't know. I just love someone coming to me and going, Rod, can I have a word? Oh, do you know this one? Do you mind? If I have a picture with you, I know I'm going to tell you, never fucking ask him. <laughs> I'd be standing outside places when someone asked me for a picture. <laughs> but one thing I'll never do, never, because there was a chap in the park there recently with his girlfriend, and Karen said he was egging to ask you for a picture. You should have asked him. I would never do that. 
Não, mas já mais mexido não. Yeah. Or like that fucking age said, do we want a picture of him? No, we don't want a picture of him. You know what I mean? But look, it is what it is and it's great. And, yeah. You know, it's been a great year. Got a good bit of work out of it and I'm looking forward to February to do what you used to. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm panicking. Like there's 400 tickets in there, isn't there? Yeah. But there's only 330 something gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Coming under a little stocking fella, is that what you're trying to sell here? No, come here. I get me readies anyway. Like, like when I sit in front of 10 people, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it was like when I went on the, the, the Darky Book Festival. Mm. Did I tell you that story? Yeah. I told you, didn't I? You did at the last one. On yeah, the I podcast. Told show, yeah. I, tell you, you I went out to see would anyone know me out there. No one recognised me at all. So yeah. Sitting in an empty room here. I actually saying about leaving a fond memory of people I seen you when you were on off the ball. You were saying there was a boast on like a commemorative thing about doing the double and you weren't invited yeah. back. No, no. What's all that about? Never invited back for anything. There was a charity game there recently. I don't know. I was whitewashed out of the history of the club. Even they done a video years ago, there was no mention. Nothing. I don't know. It's mad. But look, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I don't lose any sleep over it. I go up. I went up the Crusaders. Played up there. I played... Remember, we got 40 odd goals. We had this one before. I keep saying that's the only thing I ever achieved. Up there. I got a Hall of Fame award up there. Mm. I'm going up on the 2nd of January to be out in the middle of the pitch in a full stadium. Hall of Fame award. Do you know what I mean? Won the double on Bowers and I can't even, you know, go down. But look, it is what it is. But nothing happened there even. You don't even know why that is, no? I will call them out all the time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not happy Bowers haven't won leagues in years and cups. I'm not happy with that. You know what I mean? And the resources they have and the support they have, they should be competing with Rovers every season. And I'll say that because I mean it. Mm. So, yeah. Could have been that. Could have been calling them out about not wanting to win 10 leagues in a row. It could have been that they just didn't like me because I was very, very bombastic down there. If I wanted something, I wanted it. I want to win this league. And do we need to do this to win it? I want Terence and I want Calvin. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't accept it. I'd be going fucking lay on the ticket, you know what I mean? But look, I was I applied for Cove last week, but it gets to the stage now where they go, Asher, he's over the hill. It's mm. a young man's game, it's not. If I got a job, right, I'd change the face of Irish football. There's tactics that no one's using that'll eliminate all this game of chess that they're playing. And it's not a big lump up the middle either. I've studied and studied and studied it. And there's a tactic that could just overturn all this. Would you love one one crack yeah. now? Someone said one more go on the rodeo. I never heard that one before. One more rodeo ride or something. I'd love a go. I'd love it. You know, yeah, Roddy. Do you know when you hear managers getting an interview? What what what's that like? Because the way I look at it is, if a club sacked a manager, surely they'll have someone in mind who they want. And I like him. I like how he treats players. I like his style of play. We want to bring yeah. him in. What the fuck is he going to tell you in an interview that you don't yeah. already know about? Well, they tell you. I tell you what they tell you. Grim an interview, and you'll go into a room, and there'll be a big screen that size a projector or a camera and there'd be lists of questions and they'd be all sitting around looking as if they know about football, right? And then they'll ask you to do your presentation and I go, well, you can put that screen away for starters. I'm not getting on that, right? And I'll tell you what I'm going to do, right? And he explained to them about money. It's all about money. Yeah. I'll make you money. I'll win your trophies and I'll make you money. That's what I've done. 
anywhere I went, I've made profit. And the, unless we're already beating dockets when I took over, you know what I mean? So that's what you tell them, because you can't you can't come to a man and say, well, you're not there by the end of the European Cup in your first managerial job. You beat the Germans away. You won the double in 33 months. It's a history. No one will ever break that record in Irish football. Yeah, from four divisions to double champions. From No, from relegation to double champions and two-way wins in Europe in 33 months. Transform it. Anyway, so you tell them that and you do as Brian Clough you tell them you're going to make money for them not cost them money and they'll ask you what kind of football are you going to play and you can go into a big screen and go well he'll pass him he'll pass him he'll pass him winning football because mm-hmm. that's all that matters I watched the cup final in uh, the Aviva ball was rolled out to centre half 11 passes later they came back to him the ball never went 40 yards and he lumped it up and gave it away so what's I watched Boney this week and I'm going how can a man of Vincent Company's intelligence not see what's not working and change it now stick him with it 50 pass before he even got over the happy line yeah, you score a goal down that end mm. I'd love to, you know I'd love Calvin I'd love to find out how many goals are conceded by this possession or yeah. the goalkeeper I'd love to know how many goals because when I was a manager if we had a goalkeeper done that I'd lump him over I'd lump him over I'd around a goalkeeper once right Benno from Glasgow Broadest class wage and actually ever hear. He walks in right here at the minute. So I came down, we were winning 1 0, right? And I was manager of Monaghan, come to half time in a big game, playing Waterford. And they were huge money. They were winning the title at the time. So we came anyway. So next of all, I said to Benno, keep the ball! Keep the ball for fuck's sake, right? And he got the ball and he kicked it down the pitch, gave it away. Ball comes back down, he gets the ball and he does it again. I go, he's not listening to me. So we come in the half time. So I always go straight into the jacks. Calm down, wash me hands or whatever. Go in and then go, right, Calvin, can I just... I went and I says, Benno, are you fucking stupid or what? And he starts shouting back at me in a glass, got waxed. And so I'm roaring him down, he's shouting me down. I said, I can't take any more. So I went to the judge again and the assistant manager came in, Ado, Ado come in after me. And he goes, Rod, he said, did you not hear what he's saying? I says, I can't fucking understand one word. I'm like, I'm going to do he said, he thought you said kick the ball, not keep the ball. He thought you were telling him to kick the fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was the biggest row. He's a great, I love him. Brilliant bloke, real respectful. But he's only defending himself. Yeah. You know, kick the ball, keep the ball. You're listening to that from 60 yards from the dugout. Keep and kick and sound. <laughs> Translation. Like, yeah. It just wanes off, you know what I mean? But uh, how do I get to that anyway? What we talking about? Well, I don't even know how we got to that. That's why I need Paul Airby outside me. Hog yeah. this crap. Rod, get back in where we started. John. So, 2nd of February, Liberty yeah. Hall. Yeah. You and Paul Howard, where did you get the tickets? Uh, Ticketmaster. 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 Right. If you yeah. want to hear more stories like this, and I'm sure a lot more that you can put out on a podcast, yeah. get on, get your tickets. And a crack. Yeah. And I'll be calling a few of the audience out as well, because I know people that have bought tickets. Right. I've got a little bit of background on them, <laughs> a background. So I'll be calling people out. So, so if, you're, if, you're, if you know me, right, and I know you're going, right, just be careful what I know. Because <laughs> yeah. we know holes barred on this one you know yeah. right yeah, yeah. So that's and it. I and hope I hope and I got the buzz up on your show in Vicar Street yeah and I hope you get the same buzz out of this because it was brilliant and I loved it oh, you will, you, it was brilliant but you that's played like to the crowd yeah, right? the you played to the crowd yeah, the yeah. I mean, and you, you're very good at reading the room like, I'll never forget it you, you had a thousand people chanting and you were like an org, uh, a conductor and an orchestra yeah. Roddy Collins is a wanker and I remember yeah. thinking but that's easy to do we all loved him for fuck's sake Roddy I hope you have a bleeding fantastic Christmas <laughs> yeah. to you Caroline all your kids yeah. and grandkids yeah 
Yeah. And else, Harry. No, thanks for coming in, bloody. Yeah. We love it as always, bro. You're a legend. Ah, thanks. You know what? I really appreciate it. And I hope 2024 is brilliant, is. Right, and don't forget me when you get your live show. <laughs> no, yeah. bloody, yeah. Oh, by the way, I might want you out. Well, I will want you out in Spain. So I'll get the, the deal done on the 17th. I'm back out on the end of January. And I'll get the fellow who owns the two arenas to, to do. And if it's fancy coming out, a little, you can brush your son's hand up out there. <laughs> a, little, a little weekend or a, whatever. A force class flying air Yeah. Yeah. You know why? It's in Salil, this place, right? And by the way, I get nothing out of this. I'm not an agent or I'm not getting an earner out of it. I'm spending time out there. I just want to have the crack. Yeah. And Will is going to come out and a few others, you know what I mean? But because uh, I said to the fellow who owns the arenas, the place is full of Irish. Like my, my company, Colin's company, is best for travel. 11 shops. I'm a member of that company, right? So I know exactly who's going to be in Salou because it's all on the computer and there's thousands of dubs there. So I'd love you to go out and have a but look, won't talk about it. And uh, cash in hand, we'll see you there. Yeah? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know, you'd be looked after. You know, you'd be looked after. Sleeping on the beach, sleeping on the beach in a tent <laughs> on the sun lounger. That's it. Yeah, anyway, that's it. Happy Christmas, Happy everybody. Christmas, boys. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Roy, takes out there, Siobhan. Boom. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Light app. What you waiting for? Put your back in it. Just a little The hip knocker.